and look at it go. He could go all the way. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. Ball coming up the middle, free safety, got to get a go. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Kelly with a deep drop takes a long look. He's got a man open. Andre Reed, he's in the end zone for a touchdown. How do you do? One second remaining on the clock. Jack Eichel wins it in overtime. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 53 of One Before I Die. We are so, so close to Bills football, and I'm not going to talk too much right now just because we have an action-packed episode coming with a couple guests. Um, We got two of them this time. They're both from Amateur Hour Sports is their show that they have. You can go follow them on social media. We'll kind of put their at in uh, the the tweet when we tweet this out and the Instagram that they have, but they're on social media. And um, they consist of Trent Maurer and Jake Paladino. If you guys remember Trent, he was actually on an episode with me. Uh, It was just me. Ethan couldn't make it or uh, Jake couldn't make it either. So Trent is the first recurring guest of One Before I Die. He was able to hop back on with his co-host this time. And Ethan was also able to join us we broke down everything that you need to know about Bills football coming up uh, this season for the 2020 season. So it was a really action-packed episode. Don't really want to talk too much on it, but Ethan, I'll bring him in, get his voice going, and I don't know if he wants to say anything um, because it was a you know a lot to a lot to go into this one. Yeah, just very excited for Bills football, as I'm sure everybody is. Don't want to really add too much to what you just said there because we do have an absolutely action-packed episode. Um, I mean, we have a very, very long conversation with them breaking down every game of the entire season and then also going into detail on some uh, over, overarching you know, storylines that we discussed. So um, I think without further ado, we can uh, send it over to our uh, conversation with Trent and Jake. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the interview portion here. As we just talked about before, we have Trent and Jake on. Uh, as I said, Trent, the first reoccurring guest, I believe, of One Before I Die. So shout out to T-Money. And then uh, last time we talked, actually, Jake wasn't able to make it or Ethan. So they're you know both on the pod now speaking a little full-fledged for some bills. Um, pretty hyped for that. Uh, I mean, football's back here. We got the game tomorrow night, Thursday night, Texans Chiefs to kick everything off. And then obviously Sunday's going to roll around where football is going to be full-fledged. No, no fans in the stadiums, really, or anything like that. But at, at this point, it doesn't matter. We're getting some football in. Bill's Mafia is going to be full out, full force, all across the country. So I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. Um, but before we get into everything, I mean, let's, let's introduce everyone. Ethan, obviously, my co-host, always here. Ethan, how's it going over there in Chicago? Good, good, good. Good. Nice to hear that. And uh, Dino, Jake Paladino, that's the one of uh, Amateur Hour Sports that was not able to make it last time with Trent. He's my boy from high school as well. Jake, how's it going down there in Texas? It's going good, man. It's going good. How are you? 
doing well, man. Like I said, fired up for some football. Um, and then oh, last yeah. but very not, not least, of course, T-Money, Trent Maurer, um, out there in LA. So we're actually kind of, now that I'm saying we're, it we're, worldwide, we're kinda, man, kind of worldwide. <laughs> I'm up, I'm out here in upstate in Rochester. So we're all across the country, but T-Bone, how's it going? Good, man. It's good to be on with you guys. Yeah. hundred percent. So, I mean, without further ado, I guess let's get into it. Right. I mean, I'm pumped up. We're about to go ham on like as much time as we have for Bill's talk right now. It's, it's finally here. So, I mean, let's do it. We'll probably run through the schedule. We'll probably give, you know, each our take on the specific games that are going on, um, the full 16-game schedule, and then maybe at the end we'll preview week one in more detail. But as I say that, let's get into week one, that first game now. Obviously, it's going to be against the Jets. It's technically a home game. Um, we started the, the year out last year against the Jets in, in New York, but now we're coming up to Buffalo. No fans, as I said before. But um, I think most Bills fans are on the same side with this one. But, I mean, I'll let one of you guys jump in and kind of give your take on this game before we dive into it. Yeah, go, go ahead, uh, Dino. Let's see what you got. We'll let our guests go first. Yeah, so uh, Bills versus Jets. Uh, I absolutely hate the Jets more than any other team in the AFC East. I think their fans suck. Their fans always say they're going to come Wait, in second. Wait, you hate them more than, the pa- more than the Patriots? Yes, because they always say they're going to come in second. Because obviously the Pats were always coming in first. And I was like, oh, the Bills are going to come in second this year. No, no, the Jets are going to come in second. I hate those guys. So it's just but, a battle for second place for the Jets yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but um, on, all, on a real note, though, I really think that this is, has to be a statement game for the Bills. You got to come out and just like swinging, man. Like this is this is your uh, division, and I really think we got to take some shots. We really got to experiment with like our chemistry with our receivers on uh, the Jets' defensive backs because obviously they lost uh, Jamal Adams. So you know you can't really replace a guy like that with you know whoever they got. So I really think we got to take it to them uh, in, in the air against them, and you know I think that we're going to win. Obviously, yeah, I love that. I mean, I'm with you on the Jets hate. Uh, my roommate in college was a Jets fan, and him and I would just always blunt heads, and I freaking hate him too. But um, No, I, I think there's a lot of optimism going into this season for the Bills. And uh, like you said, this is, this is week one. They got to start off. They got to start off hot. They got to stick it to the Jets. I mean, I think everyone and their mother is predicting them to win. So uh, definitely can't come out flat. And I, I like what you said. I, I think attack that secondary. Um, I know in their in their scrimmage, the Bills threw the ball like forty five times. So if that's if that's anything, uh, you know, about Brian Dable's plan of attack, I mean, I, I think you just air it out against them all day. Yeah, I mean, I think this is an absolute statement game. Like Dino said, I think it's a must win almost out of the gate. Obviously, that sounds weird when you're talking about the first game of the season, but when you're thinking about all the Bills hype this this whole season, when you're thinking about our roster on paper, when you're thinking about national news predicting them to go to the playoffs, make maybe win a couple of playoff games, and then you have kind of the Jets situation where they're kind of dumpster fire. Um, it seems like they're you know nothing's really going right for them all off season. They lose some guys here. Jamal Adams wants out. It seems like we have to come in. We have to win this game with force. I'm not saying if we don't win with force, I'm going to be panicking. I know some people will be. I, I think Ethan might be in that boat. But as long as we have the W, I'll be fine. It just will be nice to see, you know, a dominant performance. I obviously have them winning. Um, like, you know, you guys said, I think a lot of people, you know, Bills fans especially, have this game as a W. So I'll throw it over to Ethan there. But, yeah, I have them starting out 1-0. If they get it done, I'm fine with that. But if it's convincing and we can, you know, click – right off the bat, obviously it's going to be just that much better. 
Yeah, I think you guys pretty much hit on everything, so I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I'm going to go one step further and and say that not only is this a must-win, but this is a must-win by double digits, must-win by a couple touchdowns. Uh, The point I want to make is there's there's absolutely no reason that this Jets offense should put up more than 10 to 13 points on this Bills defense. Um, And then, if I mean, you look at the receivers that the Jets are going to be throwing out this week, and – there's, I just, I, it's unfathomable to me to see how this team's going to score points against us. Um, and then when you look at the offensive side of the ball, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. That secondary, I can't even name half those players. And I was looking at their depth chart today. And then, you know, I think I'm excited to see as I think we all are the one-two punch of Moss and Singletary. Um, I'm really like I'm not scared of this Jets defense at all. So I, I think it's a game where, again, we have to win by double digits or I'm not going to be happy. And if we lose this game, I'm ready to cancel the entire season. This is a, <laughs> this is a win by double digits statement game. 1-0, let's move on. All right, so moving on, staying in the AFC East here, um, the next opponent, week two for the Bills, obviously, is going to be the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be an away game for us. I think the Dolphins actually might be one of the teams that are allowed to have a certain capacity of fans in their stadium. Wouldn't be surprised if it's just all Bills Mafia if they're fans in the stadium, though. Um, but that this game, I mean, when you guys can go first here. I went first last time. Give me a little breakdown. Yeah, Bills are on the road for the first time going down to Miami. I'm sure it's going to be hot down there. Um, but I think the Bills match up pretty good against this Miami team, but this Miami team is completely turned over from last year, at least defensively. Uh, they definitely added a, a few good pieces. Uh, that being said, though, they still have Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, and, I mean, you never know with Fitzmagic. He can always turn it on, but I, I still see the Bills uh, being a few steps ahead of the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are still in a rebuild in my mind. Uh, so with that being said, I mean, uh, again, this is another game. Like, the Bills should be 2-0 and uh, going into week three. Um, and I, I think they match up just well across the board. I think um, who they have Byron Jones is their top corner. I think Diggs matches up well with him, and you know they, they do have some pieces, but I just think overall the Bills have too much going into this game. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think um, Miami traditionally, I think we maybe have struggled in the past there. I know that we had a big big game out of Josh last year, but you know overall it's never easy to, to play in Miami on the road for some reason. I think most of the AFC East teams, you know, historically have tough games down in Miami, but I pretty much agree with what Trent said there. If, uh, you know, if, if, if it's a must win this week against the Jets, I think it's a pretty close second must win against the Dolphins. When you, you look at who we got on the schedule ahead, I mean, you never like to look ahead when you're, when you're focusing on a week, but you know, starting the season off 2-0 and is imperative for, you know, how tough the schedule gets quickly. Um, and I think the Dolphins are probably a year or two away on their rebuild. Like, as, like Trent said, they're definitely better than they were last year. They had some nice uh, additions in the draft. I thought they had a very strong draft, and I thought they made a couple good free agent pickups. But again, their quarterback situation, I think, again, like Trent said, we're most likely to see Fitzpatrick unless something crazy happens week one and they start two against us. Um, and he's older now. I think we handled him pretty well last year. I know that you and me, Sam, we always say the Fitzmagic game, you know, it's never kind of, it always has that little, you know, what if kind of weird feeling in your gut when Fitzmagic comes and plays against the Bills. So, but yeah, I think, I think we're the better team here and we should win this game 2-0. 
Yeah, if we're not two and zero here, I, I like I said for the Jets game, we need to win that one. I think this is another, you know, early on quote unquote must win. Um, so I mean, I'll keep it short and sweet here. I, all, I will say though that I don't think the, you know a lot of people, uh, you know, say that the Dolphins will be like I have one buddy. I mean, you, you guys know him, Dimitri Manu, good you know, good friend of mine, big Dolphins fan. He's kind of buying into the hype way tour. I know you guys rebolstered your you know lineup a little bit, your roster. But let's just not get ahead of yourselves. I think they're still not going to be a great team this year. I think they're going to be under 500. Maybe in a couple of years when Tua develops, sure. But right now, I think they're getting a little bit more, you know, a little bit more hype. Even though it's not a lot, I feel like they're getting a little bit more hype than they should just because of you never know what you're going to have the first season after bringing in a ton of new guys. You saw it with the Browns a couple of years ago. They kind of had to feel their, their roster out before they really, you know, hit their groove. So I think Bills win this one. I think... Uh, I think they should win big, just like the Jets game. Um, I'll leave it at that, but uh, we should be 2-0 for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, in a couple of years, I'm, I'm going to be worried about the Dolphins, especially when Tua develops underneath um, Fitzmagic and, and they really get that offense kind of meshing together. But, yeah, I think the Bills in this game, it obviously, you got to win your, your division, so you gotta you got to come out on these teams. But, honestly, this is, this is a good situation, I think. I, I'd rather play – the Dolphins early on and then make them come up to Buffalo during the cold because they're so out of place in the environment. So obviously, you know, that's a little uh, spoiler for the, what I think for the next uh, matchup, uh, you know, I don't know what week it is, but uh, you know, just, we got to take it to them uh, early on and they're in their territory when the weather's warm. Last thing I want to say about the division games, because I think Ethan sort of hinted at it, but these, the division games this year are so much more important than any season because the schedule is super tough as we'll talk about moving forward. But the expectation for the Bills is to win this division. And the only way to win the division is to beat the teams in the division. So every single game is, is especially the division games, is going to be like a Super Bowl, I think, for the Bills. So yeah, definitely got to bring it in uh, week two. Yeah. And I mean, obviously every, every year they are big, but like you said, I mean, the other teams, you know, that we're playing are so much difficult this year. So if we at least get the division games, it just gives you that much better of a chance to take home the AFC East at the end of the year. Right. Cause I mean, you could, you could go to the playoffs at eight and eight having won your division, you know, like I think the bills are a pretty tough schedule, but if you win that division, I mean, you're in the playoffs, you have a a home game. So it's like that, that's the expectation. Right. Are they incorporating that new extra team in the playoffs this season or is that next yeah. season? Yeah. No, yeah. This year. yeah. So, that, I mean, that'll be interesting. It'll give us a little extra chance, I guess. Ethan, you going to say anything here? No, I was just going to take us into week oh, okay. three here. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, week three, Bills are back home uh, taking on the L.A. Rams on a little new look on the new logo that they're going to be rocking this year that looks absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I'm not sure um, if it's the Rams or the Chargers, honestly, every time I look at them with that, <laughs> that freaking little circle or whatever they got going. Yeah, I mean, if you looked up hot garbaggio in the dictionary, you'd see this logo right next to it. <laughs> so um, the Rams, I mean, they're kind of a little new look this year. They got no Todd Gurley. Um, I know that they had a, a lot of hype going into their team. Uh, what was it last year, the year before, after losing to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, gave Jared Goff the big contract. They had a super disappointing season last year, I'd say. I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs. Um, but I, I still think it's a team you can't take lightly here. Uh, the one thing I do like is West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast tend to never play uh, that great against the Bills. Um, you know, I, again, I kind of wish, going back to the weather thing that Dino brought up, 
kind of wish this game was a little later in the season. I, I think the Rams are kind of sharp and soft. Um, and I, I, you know, I'd like to have them in the snow, but again, you know, end of September here, you come off two divisional games. I like the bills in this one. Um, I, I think this, I wouldn't categorize this as a must win, but I, I do think that the bills have a little bit of the edge here. I think the Rams have fallen off a little bit, like I said, and I, and I don't like them coming across the country to play in the Ralph with or without fans. Um, I'm going to take the Bills in a close one. I think it will be low scoring. I think the Rams have a very good defense, arguably the best player, best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. Um, but, you know, the Bills have just as good or if not better as an overall defense. So I, I think the Bills squeak this one out, and I'm going to give them the uh, the 3-0 start here. I, I agree with you. I think this is probably the, you know, going to this discussion here, I would say is the first week. Maybe there might be a little discussion between Bills fans. If we're going to get our first L or, you know, keep it rolling. But I would say, like I said before, that most people probably have those first two, you know, weeks as a W. So this is where it kind of gets interesting probably for a lot of other people, but I still think they come out with the W. Um, you know, I, I could see him losing this game. I could see it being close. Ethan made some good points with the Rams having a lot of hype. It could be a huge bounce back year for them because they had all that hype going into last year. Maybe that could hurt them a little bit going to the Super Bowl with a young quarterback. He got this. Maybe you could say he got this bad season out of his system last year. And now he knows what it's like to have a great season, what it's like to have a bad season. Now he knows how to kind of channel that and move forward with the rest of his career. Talking about Jared Goff here, obviously. But with all that being said, I'm buying into this Bills team in early on in the season. I think they're going to come in with a lot of tenacity. I think they're going to be rolling off those first two division wins. And I think they take the W home against the Rams, um, you know, moving forward after that into Vegas. But I think they start 3-0. and Yeah. Um, key matchup this game. We got uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey versus Stephon Diggs. So that's going to be, that's going to be a cool matchup. And like uh, I think uh, Big Abe's alluded to earlier, they have Aaron Donald up the middle. Uh, so – you know, obviously running up the middle with, with Moss might not work as well. So that's where I think uh, Devin Singletary is going to have to step it up, play outside, get sideline to sideline, use that speed and that agility. Um, and I definitely think that an interior receiver, maybe Cole Beasley or John Brown, if they move him inside, or, is going to have a big game. You know, the matchups is going to be better, especially if, if uh, Ramsey's going to be guarding digs all day. So I like that. And I think this will be the, the Bills' statement game on defense. I mean, hold that uh, Sean McVay, you know, master of the offense, you know. We'll see how, how we can, uh, you know, his tricky schemes and everything, how we can uh, match up with that. So I, th- I think the Bills will win. But like uh, you guys said, I think it's going to be a nail-biter, pretty close, low-scoring game. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Hard Knocks or not, but um, I think it was two episodes ago, Aaron Donald, they had like an inter-team scrimmage. Aaron Donald got to the QB. It was it was like five or six times. Again, team scrimmage. But he's five unreal. or six times. The guy's an animal. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge year this year. And I am, I'll be completely honest, worried how we're going to block him. Um, I don't even know who's going to play right te- uh, right guard for us, but the interior of the line um, definitely. I mean, we're going to have to double team him every play, but he he definitely worries me up front. Uh, but other than that, I do think the Bills match up. I mean, fairly well. Like you said, do you know Jalen Ramsey and Diggs? That's going to be an awesome matchup to watch. But that just opens it up for uh, John Brown, uh, Gabriel Davis, who's had an awesome camp, to 
you know, opening up the field. And let's keep in mind, Jalen Ramsey, a couple years ago, talked shit on Josh Allen, saying he was trash or garbage or something like that. And I think Josh is, plays a little pissed off this game, especially at home. Uh, I also like them to win, and they go to 3-0 and after three weeks. Which so all, all four of us have them starting 3-0 and here. I don't know if I like that mojo. I saw, I, uh, neither do I. I. Was to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was going to switch it up, but I'm like, I, 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 saw, uh, I saw Trent's face when I said they were getting the W, and you looked a little concerned on your face because I think you probably knew Dino was going to ride that train with us there. And I knew I was too. I'm like, Yeah, oh, and I, well, I thought you were going to come in with a curveball and give us the L, but all right, I guess all four of us are coming in hot with a W there. Um, all right, so we're all starting three and zero. I mean, I like it, right? Let's get let's get the. I mean, I don't know if I actually like it that all four of us have. But let's get the juices flowing, and hopefully that's what that's what it turns out to be. I mean, I think we're all pretty realistic. It's like if they, I think I would be pretty disappointed if they if they didn't start off three and zero, or if they let one of these games, these division games, like slide and then you know beat the Rams or something like that. This is a team if they want to be. You know who we think they are. They need to win all three of these games. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and we're going. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. You know, yo, we're going basically completely off rosters. In my opinion, that's how I, I'm basing these. And our roster, I think, is just well rounded. So that's why yeah. I think it's easy for us to to all think that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one last thing here, like you said, Trent, these are the games, especially when, you know, we're talking about the Rams, how they could be a seesaw team. You don't know what you're going to get out of them, but you're also playing teams like the Niners on this schedule, or the Seahawks. So if you're going to need to, you're going to need to get other wins besides, you know, these, you know, supposed scrub teams with right. the Jets and Dol- you got to have to get those at some point. So, right. And, and to be honest, I mean, I know we have the Cowboys game last year, but the Bill, they weren't great last year. I don't know if this Bill seems really had a signature W yet. That's all, it's all been talked about last year. You could say maybe the Titans game, but they weren't the same team when we played them last year as they were at the end of the season. So you're going to have to start squeezing out a couple of these tougher games. Um, but moving on, moving on, they got the Raiders the next week after that. Uh, I believe that one's in Vegas because I was pretty pissed about this whole COVID situation. So I'll be definitely out there on the yep. strip getting after it for that. Yeah. <laughs> if I could, um, we but, should still go. It's open. Yeah, I, that's true. Maybe getting the gambling scene a little bit. I've been know. thinking of just going and uh, not going to the game, but just to go. Yeah, it's true. Um, we'll so, yeah, it's probably, I mean, let's be honest, still be popping over there in Vegas regardless. Um, anyway, speak uh, more on the football game of it. We got the Raiders uh, newly in Vegas this year. And um, let's uh, let's start out with Dino with this one. What, what do you got here? Uh, you know, I honestly really liked Las Vegas's draft or the Raiders. I don't, I don't, that felt weird, but yeah, I really liked their draft. They they Dino real real quick. Dino's been known to go all in the Raiders last year too, so he's kind of kind of breaks on them. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> that's our intro. Know. There you go. I, I just, yeah, I just really like John Gruden, man. <laughs> I, I, but um, no, I really like their draft getting rugs. Uh, their speed, they they just went for speed. I mean, they got to compete with the Chiefs, so they're they're going to be a flashy offense, I think. But I don't really, you know, I don't really think they have much on defense. I mean, I, I really I can't even think of a player right now. I'm probably you know broke, but I can't think of one player on their defense. So um, obviously, it's going to be a little bit different because they got that new stadium, and you're on the road in Vegas, and you know, obviously, like distractions and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I don't really see them as a problem. I, I get the Bills a win. Uh, I don't take a 10-point 10, 10 win. T-Bone? All right. Um, I think this is where I'll have my first L for the Bills. Um, I do I, – I just – I think maybe going into this 3-0, and the Bills think they're a little too hot to handle. And uh, it, it's, it's a decent, decent trip to 
I don't know, I guess the West Coast. Um, but I, I do think they have some pieces on defense. Max Crosby coming off like 10 sacks last year as a rookie. Um, I know uh, they just signed uh, – they have Jonathan Abram who was hurt last year, big big safety who can lay down the uh, pipe in the middle. Uh, and then uh, switching to the offense, I think Josh Jacobs had an awesome rookie year, and they can definitely run the ball. Uh, so I think the Bills D-line will definitely get tested up the middle. Got that Richie Incognito um, redemption game for him. And then, yeah, like you said, Dino, they definitely have some playmakers on outside with rugs. Uh, and then you got Darren Waller at tight end, who was a beast last year. So They drafted another receiver. or They drafted Lynn Bowden and somebody else. I, it, the other guy was fast, too. I, don't, I can't remember who it was. Oh. It was like three I, receivers, I total Al Davis draft. Yeah, they had uh, Brian Edwards from South Carolina, who okay. uh, I guess had a good camp so far. And he, he's a big, like, 6'3 guy. Um, so I do think they come out a little flat and they end up going three and one after uh, the Raiders game. Yeah, I, I kind of, this is where I'm going to have my first loss as well. Um, and I think I, it's mainly for a couple of reasons that Trent just went over there. I mean, first off, like I mentioned with the Rams having to come across East is their first kind of true road game going across the country here. Um, I just think this is a total letdown spot the Raiders as a team like really don't scare me. I don't think they're going to be that, you know, formidable this year. I really don't ha- I don't have them as a playoff team by any means, but I just think that this is just going to be a tough game for the bills. Um, you know, it's your classic, maybe misjudge your opponent game. You know, this is just a, a it's a pure gut pick by me. And this is just years of experience of being a bills fan. I mean, you look at these rosters, if you do the Dino method here, you pencil this in as a win, but when you have a guy like me who's probably a little more seasoned than Dino and, you know, has a little bit more of the experience, this is a classic Bills loss. Um, that's, you know, it's a three-in-one start for me. Yeah, I, th- I think that this would be, you know, your typical classic Bills loss. I agree, but I think this is turning the page. I think this is a different Bills team. Um, I've been, you know, going all the way back and forth throughout the offseason of getting on the hype train or not. Um, but... To me, this is a W. I'm riding with Dino on this one. Uh, just the Raiders as a whole, I, I like your guys' you know, factors of why they lose this game. You know, Raiders got up-and-coming you know, team. They got a couple guys on defense. It could be a letdown game where you're starting the season 3-0. and But I just don't think the Raiders are good enough of a team. Uh, it could be a close game where maybe the Bills aren't on top of things because they're coming in too cocky or something like that. But I think overall, our defense steps up to the plate. I think they, you know, they shown last year that even coming off of a rocky, you know, game by the offense, pretty much in it, week in and out, the defense seems to show up every time. So I think they're, you know, seasoned enough. I think the Bills are going to be experienced enough here in this situation, especially if you're if you're coming off, you know, my predictions, I'm obviously going off like winning three games in a row. I think you start to get in a little bit of a groove. The Raiders also start off the season not on, you know, a super easy schedule. They got the Panthers first week, the Ra- or the Saints the second week, and the Pats third week. So they got a couple tough opponents there that they might be a little shaken up. They, you know, they might be on the ropes themselves, maybe coming in one and two or something. <laughs> I think the Bills can come in and take advantage, start out hot with four and no start, and then and then go from there. But that's what I got. So, I mean, me and Dino got the Ws. Ethan and Trent got the Ls. We'll Feels see like a happens. trap game to me. Could be a trap game. It definitely we'll could see. be, but we'll see. That's the beauty of it. We get to see what happens. Um, <laughs> moving on to week five, we got the Titans. This is a little bit of a rematch game of last year. I believe we were in Tennessee last year, just as we will be this year. So we'll see them again. 
Titans coming back with, uh, you know, they, they re-upped on Tannehill again, so he'll be at the helm for them at quarterback. Obviously, Derrick Henry kind of had a huge year last year. Everybody knows about him now. And then um, I don't really know much, to, to be honest, about their defense, but they had a good defensive team last year. I remember I don't really know specific players, but I would say they're one of the top defenses. So this is kind of a tougher game for me. Um, we'll, let, we'll let Ethan start this one out, and then we'll kind of round it back around, but I don't know about this one. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one, I think. Uh, but by fun, I don't think it's going to be a flashy game by any means. I think Titans-Bills, kind of similar almost. Um, I'm still not bought in on Tannehill. I know that he kind of had a little almost miracle-like run last year in the playoffs and taken over uh, for who was it, Mariota, after he struggled off the ga- struggled out of the gate last year. Um, I was at the Titans game in Nashville last year. And it was a gross, I think it was like a 13-10 or it was something real low score. It was a brutal game. Yeah. I think we're going to see another kind of almost defensive battle. Um, It was pouring last year. Wouldn't it be surprised to see similar weather? I think it was literally a week five game last year as well, which this is. So um, I'm I'm not really bought in on a lot of the Titans hype, though. I'm. I think Derrick Henry, I think he's not going to be as good as he was last year. I think teams are going to be able to figure him out a little bit. Um, and, I, again, like I said, I don't think Tannehill is going to be the same QB that we kind of saw towards the end of the year last year. I think he is definitely um, – I don't know. I, I just He doesn't scare me. Uh, I don't think he has that X factor that a lot of quarterbacks have, and I don't think he's a franchise QB. But um, – they do have that A.J. Brown on the outside, who I think is kind of a beast. Um, but, again, Tannehill doesn't scare me, so you got to get him the ball. Uh, I think the Bills win this one in a low-scoring, close game, so I got them uh, getting back on the winning streak, going to 4-1. and one. Yeah. Nice. Um, I mean, to me, this is where I come in with my first sell of the season. I, I know that was you guys last week. I have the Bills 4-0 going into this game, but I got the Titans winning – for some reason, they just are a weird team that this is kind of, I guess, like your guys's, you know, synopsis for last week against the Raiders, where it's kind of a letdown game, um, maybe coming into cocky or something like that. I, I think the Titans are a little bit better of a team than the Raiders, and that's why I give them the W here. Um, I mean, I think on paper, I think we'd all agree the Bills maybe have a better overall roster, but the Titans are just a team that come in and can win games against weird opponents. They obviously beat the Patriots last year in the playoffs. They seem to have, you know, a system that they can get going. I love Rabel as a coach. I think he can really, you know, get his team ready for any game. So, um, and, and just seeing them last year, I think, like I said, the coaching, like he knows what they're going to come in with. Um, I, I think, you know, bills do have a shot. Obviously it's going to be a close one, but, I don't know. I think Derrick Henry is going to have just as big of a year. I think he's going to be a beast. I think he's going to run it down our throat, and I think that's going to be an absolute problem. Um, So I got the Titans winning this one. I could definitely see that happen. Um, But for me, I think the Bills will be coming off of that Raiders loss. They'll be pissed off going to Tennessee the second year in a row. We didn't see um, Tannehill last year. We saw Mariota. And to be honest, I think if Tannehill played last year, he probably would have beat us. But luckily, we didn't have to worry about that. But they did just sign Jadavian Clowney, um, and they have quite a stacked defense. They have a really strong secondary, Kevin Byard, Adoree Jackson, uh, young, I think, stars in the making. I wouldn't say superstars, but – and they have great linebackers. And then, yeah, you got Clowney up there. and They, they have some players on defense. Uh, that being said, though, I do think that they come pissed off, off the, after that Raiders loss. Uh, they sneak out a low-scoring game, sort of like Ethan said. 
maybe like, I don't know, like 21-17, a little more uh, scoring than last year. But I do think they come out with a win. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Sam. Uh, this is probably my first loss, too. Um, uh, you know, this is my thing. Uh, you're going to Las Vegas, the West Coast, and then you come down to Tennessee. That's just a lot of miles. And you got, you're got you going to start piling up some injuries at this point. Week four to five, I think, usually you start getting some injuries. Um, you know, obviously, I hope no nobody gets injured, but it's, it's not really how it, how it goes. Um, I just think that that ground and pound and that defense is is pretty legit. And I don't know. I just th- I think the Bills like completely like what uh, Big Abe said last time. It's just like you got to go. They're just going to overestimate it and they're going to lose. I feel like it's going to be a close one, though, like a field goal or something, you know, kind of like how it ended last time for the Bills winning. But like for, you know, the Titans winning. but. Yeah. I also I also like your take on the like injuries there because I mean if you think about it last year man the Bills got so lucky we were we were one of the healthiest teams in the league right so I mm-hmm. you cannot see that happening again this year I mean I don't think we really had one you know super big injury especially on the defensive side I know yeah. Allen had kind of had that concussion scare for we had Matt Milano go out and that's when the run defense fell apart right that yeah. was like what he was out for I think one week other than that it was pretty much healthy and and so you got to kind of watch out for that it's going to be grinding into the season here I mean I mean I think that's a good point to bring up because we got super lucky last year with with the with the injuries and especially yeah. with COVID I, I mean I would agree I think we'll probably start seeing injuries and more of them early on earlier than week uh, four or five to be honest yeah, so that's true hopefully, hopefully no one major hopefully it doesn't impact the game too much but that's something to keep in mind for yeah sure. that, that matchup between Tredavious White and Adrian Brown will be pretty interesting too I, yeah. I didn't mention that but yeah that'll, that'll be a good uh trace I think that's Trey's probably first real like legit receiver that he's going to be facing yeah maybe maybe that's like one, yeah. maybe like Woods and uh, the Rams Cooper Cup I don't know if we'll be matched up in there but I mean down the line he's obviously going to have some good matchups especially with we kind of bury this and talk about that but the you know the contract extension obviously excited to have Trey White come in this year and just do his thing um but moving on from the Titans game we roll into Thursday night first primetime game of the season out of four for the Buffalo Bills against the defending Super Bowl champs Kansas City Chiefs this is this is in Kansas City right this is home. Oh, this is in Buffalo. Home. Come on, yep. dude. Yeah, all this right. is in, prime time in <laughs> Buffalo. Prime time. I guess Thursday night football. <laughs> Thursday Thursday night. Um, both the Chiefs and the Bills will be coming off a Sunday game. So if you're gonna you know, bring up you know the fatigue factor, well, the Chiefs yeah. will probably be fatigued there as well, coming from a Sunday game. I'm not sure if they're on the road or not, but we'll both be playing two weeks in a row here. Um, I'll start this one off. I think, you know, just straight up, I think we're going to lose this game. I, I think that, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I just, I don't know. I think the Bills here, I had the, them losing to the Titans last week. I think they snowball into two losses, and I don't really want to have to break down the X's and O's too much. I just think the Chiefs are a great team. Obviously, I'm just saying the obvious there. I don't think they're going to have too much of a Super Bowl hangover. I think Mahomes is too much of a gamer. He's getting paid in the offseason. He's going to come in hot again. And, you know, we might, it might be the classic, like, primetime game against one of the best teams where the Bills have, like, an interception in the second quarter or something or a pick six where we tie the game or we go up three points by half and then we end up losing by, you know, one or two touchdowns. It's bringing me back memories of when the Patriots' primetime games when our team were you know, terrible. And we would always have some type of hope in the third quarter or something, but we'd end up losing by two touchdowns because that's just the way it goes. 
I'm not saying this is obviously make or break. The Chiefs are probably one of the best teams in the league. So, and L is not going to, you know, shift the season on its head, but I think we're, we're holding that L that week, boys. Yeah, I got an L here. Uh, Chiefs, quick, just quick, because I know that this one's not a big break it down game. Chiefs are, the, you know, like you said, best, one of the best teams in the AFC. Probably, you know, them or the Ravens are winning the AFC in my eyes. Um, this is a classic, like you said, close to the th- third quarter. Maybe make it interesting, lose by maybe 10 points or something when it's all said and done. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs get us on this one. I, I'll say this. So, Bills, they already announced that they won't have fans for the first two home games. This will be – this is the one that potentially they could have fans back at. So, if they have fans, even if it's some amount, like 25%, whatever, I think they can squeeze it out. If they don't have fans – I think they get. Uh, I, th- I think they take the L here. Do you think? So th- do you think the fans like even if it's? So you think fans are going to matter if it's that little capacity? I, I think they'll just be so juiced up, prime time. You finally get fans back in your in your stadium, um, and I could just. I, I don't know. I think this team's different. I think. I mean, I don't know. I'm optimistic, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think if if the fans are there, the energy will be there the whole game, and I, I think they keep it close, and then maybe you know we got Bass on a. 65 yarder and you know we, we take it home but um that being said if there aren't fans yeah, i don't know i just think there's too much firepower for the Chiefs. so what do you got an l or a w you got to put your name to it i'll, I'll say i'll say an l for uh because i don't think there'll be fans all right fair enough all right um yeah i got an l as well uh <laughs> looking just besides looking past that pat mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time uh i don't Whoa. really like just gonna, gonna slide over, over that, that? Yeah. You, you already think he's the goat Oh yeah, he's he's easily the goat, the greatest quarterback of all time. He'll easily become the greatest quarterback of all time. Go down. Is he now? He, he is now. And then obviously he's better than finish. Brady, twenty year career right now. Yeah. After two years, it's bold. That's um, a different okay. discussion. Yeah, that's a different <laughs> discussion. But look, just looking at matchup wise, besides Pat Mahomes, I don't really think the Bills match up well with that receiving core. They just got Tyree Kill's unguardable. I, no, it doesn't matter who's on him. He's going to blow by him. And then McCole Hardman, uh, you know, I, I just don't think we match up well on our secondary. And now you add Clyde Edwards to that offense, a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield. I love Matt Milano and uh, Tremaine Edmonds, but, I, I mean, that guy is so shifty. Uh, I think Andy Reid called him, said he was better than Brian Westbrook was in Philadelphia, which is a really big compliment. Um, at, at his at his time in his career, so I, I don't know. I just I don't. I think they have too much firepower, and I don't think our defense is matching up well with that that high powered offense. I think th- I think this might be one of the first games where Trey White gets like actually exposed pretty bad because I love Trey White and I know he can guard you know pretty much any receiver in this league, but I, I don't know. I just feel like he hasn't had a game really where he's gotten exposed, and it's going to happen at some point in his career. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think Hill is, like you said, he's unguardable. Uh, you're going to have to, you know, give him help over the top, but it might be the Trey White exposed game, which kind of be, you know, a tough one to see, honestly. I think but, Travis Kelsey, too. Travis Kelsey's going to have a huge game, I'm sure. Whoever's got to guard him is in for some trouble. Yeah, 100%. All right, moving on to week seven. Uh, this is the first game of the season where we have an opponent returning. Uh, this, this week, we're at the Jets. Uh, plain and simple, we don't lose to the Jets this year. I got us chalked in for a W, bringing my record to uh, seven and two. 
or sorry, five and two. I can't do math <laughs> right now, but I'm not going to dwell on this one. The Jets stink. Bills win. Moving on. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, re- returning team, we'll see him again. We'll beat him again. Simple as that, you know. And uh, I think we go 2 0 against the Jets. I-, I think you can chalk that one up right here. What went 2 0 against them last year if wasn't for, you know, sitting all our starters. So, Jets game 2 0, I think that brings my record to 5 and 2 as well uh, through the first seven games of the season. Yeah, I'm going with the dub. I think Jets are a dumpster fire and uh, Bills go 5 and 2. Uh, Bills win. Adam Gase is the uh, root of all problems. True. <laughs> True. All right, moving on to the first game against the Patriots, another division game here. Um, obviously, Pats with a little bit of a new look this year. No Tom Brady. Cam Newton was named starter on that team, so he'll, we'll probably be seeing him unless he goes down with some injury. But first game against the Pats out of the two of, of them, obviously. This one is, I don't know, I think we're going to have some disagreements here. I'm not going to lie, but I think they get the L. I think they take the L. I, um, I guess I'll break this one down for a second here just because I think that might be a little bit hard to take for a lot of the you know Bills fans, especially out there, super optimistic. But I think we just don't crack the code you know, on the first game of the season against the Pats. I think, I bounce, like I said, I bounce back all offseason with if the Pats are going to win this division or the Bills. I think it's a two-horse race, and I just don't like our chances of being Bill Check the first time we see them this year. Um, I just can't get it through my head, so I, I think they take the L here. Yeah, I'm not going to do a little any more analysis on this. I'm actually going to say that they take the W on this one. I think they split against the Patriots, and I think they beat them at home. And then when we get to them again, I think they're going to lose. But I'm going to have them beating the Patriots in at home in uh, Week Eight here. Um, honestly, W, home game W. Yeah, I think they'll they'll uh, win here and be two. Uh, what six and two? One in a week. They'd be yeah six yeah, and two. Six seven and winning. Two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we got W's around the board except for me with the L. All right. So um, halfway through the season. I think me, Jake, and Trent are all six and two, and you're five and three. Yeah, I got them at five and three, and then just segueing right into the next week against the Seahawks, uh, I had them losing that game as well. I think so. So four out of my five, uh, four of the losses that I've had so far have came, you know, loss, loss, win, loss, loss, right kind of here in the middle of the schedule. I just think they start out hot, and then I think they kind of go in a little bit of a lull. On top of that, I think the Seahawks are an unreal team. I think. It, you know, little sidebar here. Seahawks are my Super Bowl contenders in the N- NFC. So I, I just think the uh, you know they're going to be a, a great team as they have been the past few years. But I think they're really going to bounce back this year. I know they got Greg Olson on the squad as a, a nice vet. I think they made some other moves maybe on defense that I really liked. I heard about <laughs> Jamal Adams, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jamal Adams. I, don't know, I just think they're a Super Bowl contending team, and I think we take the L. I think we go in a little bit of a skid in the midseason here. So I think we're five and four after after nine games. Yeah, I think this is where the season, uh, the schedule really picks up for the Bills. Uh, they are home against the Seahawks, but I agree. I think Russell Wilson is a gamer. The guy's unreal. Um, Jamal Adams is a huge piece of that defense with the Bobby Wagner already, who's one of the best linebackers, if not the best linebacker in the game. Uh, I think they take an L here. Yeah, yeah not, oh. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Uh, I just think Russell Wilson is, is probably the best uh, quarterback in the NFC. Um, and – I, I just think he's he's too good. He's too seasoned. He's he's tactical, and I just think that he's just going to outplay the Bills. Yeah, and I have this as kind of a uh, afterthought game, or not afterthought, but just I think they're going to be 
kind of riding high after beating the Patriots at home where I think they're going to kind of have, you're going to spend a lot of emotion in that game. And I just think they're kind of going to be maybe drained for a much better Seahawks team uh, coming into town. So I have them losing that game as well. So moving on here next week would be against the Cardinals. This is a team that I think is maybe, you know, one of the most hyped up teams going into the season, especially with their acquisition of Deandre Hopkins. Um, I know they got that Simmons guy in defense from the draft from Clemson, uh, Kenyon Drake in the backfield, Kyler Murray come back for another year, you know, kind of shades of that Browns team when they had Baker OBJ for their first year. So, um, you don't really know what you got with them, I guess, is what I would say personally is, you know, they have a ton of talent, but who knows what they're actually going to do with that talent. So I have the bills who are much more of a solidified team right now. Uh, they have that experience together. I think they're, you know, like I just had them having a couple L's here in a row. I think they bounce back against the Cardinals. They're on the road for this game, but I do like them taking home this win and kind of getting back on track towards the second half of the year. So that, that's what I got. Yeah, I also have them uh, winning this game. I think the Cardinals are going to be very similar to almost the Browns of last year kind of vibe and uh, even further yeah, back that, that – Echoing here, yeah? Am I echoing? <laughs> no, you just said exactly what I just did. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I was even saying maybe more like the Eagles uh, a few years back when they had that super team. So – I have them overhyped. I think the Bills kind of bully them around. I think they're going to be a team that you can kind of get to early and put them away. Bills win in Arizona on the road. Yeah, I think uh, I think the the Bills pull out a close one on this one. Um, I'm really interested to see uh, our matchup against Chandler Jones on their defense. And then I, I'm I really thought that Isaiah Simmons was the best pick of the draft, just all around beast. So. I'm interested to see him. I mean, I just think the Bills are, like you guys said, I think they're they're the Cleveland Browns of this year. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the Bills, I, I mean, I feel like we're all just echoing each other at this point, but the Bills are a more complete team. Um, I mean, the Cardinals were not great last year. They did get Isaiah Simmons. I think he's going to be a stud, but I don't think just yet. Uh, yeah, like you said, Dino, I'm, I'm nervous with how Chandler Jones attacks the outside, especially uh, – you know, against Deion Dawkins and um, whoever our right tackle will be this year. So um, I think – I do think the Bills will pull off a win, though. On the road, far trip, but uh, Bills just have straight-up better team. Yeah, so all Ws are on the board there. After that, we could take us into our bye, uh, right, if, if I'm reading that correct. We go into yep. a bye week after the Cardinals, get a little bit of rest in our system, and then we come back as a home game. So, you know, off the bye week, coming back home, uh, against the Chargers. I believe this is the Tyrod return game if he's still the starter at this point because he's been named the starter over Herbert. Uh, so we might be seeing Tyrod coming back to the Ralph. But um, I'll let, T, what do you got on this game um, with the Chargers coming back uh, after the bye? Yeah, that, that's, that Tyrod revenge game is pretty sneaky. I think um, he probably feels disrespected from the Bills. You know, we took us to the playoffs and then we moved on from the next year. Um, and you know, this is his shot to, to, I guess, get back at us. And I do really love the chargers team. I think they're really, uh, they, they flopped last year, but I think they have a lot of talent all the way across the board. Look at receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who I think is, is right on the cusp of being a really, really good receiver. Uh, I think Austin Eckler is a threat out of the backfield and you got uh, defense. You got Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. They definitely have some playmakers. Um, I, I think, 
that if the Bills are going to lose a game at home, I think this is the one. I, I will give them an L here. Wow. Okay. Do you know? Oh wow. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, especially coming off a of, that's that's coming off a of bye off week. A bye. I, I I don't know if I could see that just just because coming out flat. They were bad after the bye last year, actually. To be honest, but you know, you go yeah. ahead here. I, I I don't know. I'm just I think when you have a week to prepare for a team, especially like the Chargers. Uh, I mean, obviously their defense is is pretty unreal, but Derwin James is out now, so I don't know. I I, I could see your point, Trent. I'm not gonna lie, but like, I, yeah, I just they got don't, Chris Harris and Casey Hayward too. I didn't mention them, but I think I think Sean McDermott's bad. just a better coach, and I think the Bills have a better staff, and I think bye weeks really come down to what what the coaches plan and how how they take a like how they take it in that week. And so I honestly think I think the Bills chalk up a win. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to go for points. I just I think the Bills are going to win at home. I I have this as a fat W. I think this is a blowout win. Chargers <laughs> I think are going to play soft coming over to the East Coast. They're going to be in our building. It's going to be cold at this point, boys. They're going to have be LA soft. Um, LA soft I'll, after after the bye. There's no shot we lose this game, especially with McDermott at the helm. Uh, I sadly don't think we're going to be able to see Tyrod at this point. I think they'll probably go to Herbert because I just think the Chargers are going to be either one out of it at this point or maybe in it because of Herbert. I don't see Tyrod taking this team to the playoffs. So, But I just have this, the Bills just blowing, blowing the doors out of the Chargers this game. I think that the Bills match up way better against the Chargers than a lot of teams on the schedule. So, Bills big in this game. All right, here, heard it here first. Take Bills and the points that week against the Chargers, according to Ethan. Um, I, also got, I also got the Bills with a W here. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet, but I'll say this. You know, I love Tyrod as a guy. Love him as a person. You know, he's a teammate, good teammate, great guy. But we saw what he does when he's on your team. I don't think he's that great of a football player. I think he has his moments. If it is Herbert at that point, rookie QB, not a great team around him. I mean, I guess you have some good weapons, but – I don't know if the Chargers really have, you know, that complete of a team. So if we're seeing Herbert or, Ty- or Tyrod, I like our chances against either of those guys. I think the Bills get rolling here towards the end of the season and, and they take up take this W. Yeah. Um, Tyrod, check down Warrior. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we'll see what he's got in the tank there. Uh, moving on to next week, our next primetime game of the season, our second out of our four against the Super Bowl contenders last year, the San Francisco 49ers. This one is in San Francisco. Um, 8.15 Monday night, so a little Monday night action with the new Monday night football crew, too, by the way. Smell you, booger. Um, <laughs> I got the Bills taking an L here to the Niners. I'm kind of going to keep this one, like I said, the Chiefs one. I just think they're a better team. I, I love the Niners scheme. I like Garoppolo. I like the running game, and I like their defense. I think they just beat us, and I don't think we, we get over that hill. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is an L. And I think for the same reasons as you, Niners, I think they have a good shot of getting back to the Super Bowl this year. Good defense, good coach in Shanahan. Uh, I just don't think we have it going across the pond, or not the pond, but across the country. Um, <laughs> in primetime, I don't see us winning this one. Oh. I'd agree with that. I think we see both. We see the Bo- Bosa brothers uh, two weeks in a row here. They scare the crap out of me at whoever our right tackle will be. Um, I just don't think we have the speed on the edge to keep up with them. And then – uh, yeah, I mean, they're a Super Bowl contending team um, on the road Monday night. I think the Bills take an L. 
Uh, I'm just going to go based off coaching staff and GM, and I think they honestly have a better like system, a better coach and a better <laughs> How does the GM. the GM make them win this game? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. This is a like, big, I'm circling this one as the GM game of the year. The GM <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bill's taking Allen in this game. I just think that defense is is ferocious. All right, well then moving on. Uh, so we all got them L's there against the against the nine skis. Moving on to the next week, we coming back hot with a back to back primetime game. So this one is a kind of a repeat of last year, the Sunday night game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We took them um, last year in Pittsburgh Sunday night to make the playoffs, solidify our playoff spots. Um, this one we're coming back another Sunday night game, and this one's in Buffalo this year, but. Uh, this might be one that I think, you know, a couple people have circle as an L. The Steelers are coming back with Big Ben. I got the Bills winning this game. I'm, I am I, I don't know. I just like this game for the Bills. I think we're going to make a statement here. Just like we did last year on primetime, we're going to repeat again. I'm going to be blasting Renegade in my car all Monday <laughs> morning, and it's just going to feel great, especially because, you know, if you guys are listening right now, you know I have a lot of friends from Pittsburgh so they can just hold that L after another <laughs> Sunday night uh, primetime loss to the Bills. And and I think we either, you know, clinch the playoffs again this year on that game because it's kind of going to be right around that time, depending on what the other teams are doing. But, yeah, Bills, fat W there. You know, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air about this game. Part of me wants to think that Roethlisberger is not going to come back like he was, uh, you know, before the injury. Because that's a weird injury to get as a quarterback, but um, honestly, I, I got to go with the Bills, just because I think there's too many question marks on on the uh, Pittsburgh team. I, I just don't. There's too many question marks on the offense. Is Juju elite? I don't know. Is Roethlisberger going to be back? I don't know. So I, I honestly think the Bills will win, and I think it will be a big big win. I think it'll be ten plus points. I like that. I think um, I think if Big Ben plays last year, they probably beat. They definitely beat us, actually. Um, but I, I will agree with you, Dino. I think I don't think he's going to be what he was before the injury. Um, we're at home. It's Sunday night football. I think we'll have fans back by then. Hopefully, it's December twelfth. Um, I think the Bills will. It'll be a tough game, but I think I think the Bills match up really well. Uh, like you said with Juju, I don't, I don't really see Juju as the true number one. And I think James Conner, I think they have an aging offensive line, and I don't think James Conner is really that big of a threat, personally. Um, so I think the Bills match up, and they, they fight out a tough win. Juju, Juju, by that point in the season, has probably already quit the team to pursue his career on TikTok. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you know, he's even going to be showing his face. Yeah. In that game. Well, I actually have the Bills winning this one as well. Um, <laughs> little fake out there. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, echoing all you guys said, I just think that, this is kind of the time when we maybe turn the page and maybe the Steelers start calling his daddy a little bit here. Um, <laughs> little back-to-back primetime wins. It's kind of a little change in the guard maybe in the Northeast here. Big Ben's getting a little older. Josh Allen, kind of a similar play style. You know, big arm, kind of big body, likes to take some contact. Um, so I could see the Bills kind of using this game as more of an emergence saying we're kind of the new Steelers. Cause like, if you look at these teams kind of similar makeups, but just, I'd say different uh, points at where they're at, where the bills have a lot of younger guys. Steelers have a lot of aging guys. Steelers were that team maybe, you know, five to 10 years ago, the bills kind of are becoming what the Steelers were, I would say. So this is my changing the guard W statement game. 
playoff clincher, Bills win. Yeah, and this is the history repeats itself game because I'm pretty sure that game last year was also right around mid-December. It was like December 13th, 14th. So it's going to be the deja vu game for me, and we're going we're gonna to take that win. Don't sleep on uh, TJ Watt, though. He's my defensive player of the year for, for this year. He's your sleeper yeah. defensive player? Yeah. Dude's yeah. a beast. He should have won it last year. Yeah, honest. I was going to say, dude, he, he should have been way more in the running than, yeah. than what he was. Um, all right, well, anyway, we got all W's there, huh? I, I like that. Uh, moving on next week against the Broncos. That would be week 15, so we're kind of coming through the end of the season here. But Broncos, I'll say W, and I'll move it on to Ethan. What do you got on that one? I got an L for this one, sadly. Uh, and I think it's just because we're going to be – it's kind of another – similar to the fashion, how I picked us to beat the Patriots at home. A lot of emotion that one. There's going to be a lot of emotion in that primetime game against the Steelers. It's going to travel across the country. Tough to play in Denver. We all know the altitude's the problem. Um, I think we're just going to be maybe a little fatigued going into this one. And even with without Von Miller, I know this is kind of breaking news that he's out for the year. Um, I still think the Broncos are a solid team. I have them making the playoffs as a wild card team this year. Uh, I think that offense is going to surprise some people. Um, and I just think that we're going to be a little fatigued. So I have us uh, losing this game against the Broncos in Denver. Yeah, I'll follow up with with an L, too. I, I really like that Denver offense. Uh, I think they have a lot of speed. I don't know that we match up speed-wise with them too well. Uh, and then you got – I love Cortland Sutton. I, he's Him and Mike Williams, I think, are, I think, like the next generation of uh, receivers in my mind. Um, and, yeah, they, they just – I think Drew Locke probably turns it on by then. And I think if we were home, we'd probably take it away. But I, I don't like him on the road. Uh, especially coming off two really tough games in the Niners and Steelers. Um, so Bill's taking L here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like from this game, I'm looking forward to the next game. Uh, I, it's the Patriots, the next game. I, I think they, re- they rest a few guys who might be dinged up from the past couple of games. Um, so, I mean, you want to win your division and this, this game really, you can definitely overlook this game. So I, I would chalk this up as an L as well. Uh, I'd say it's probably a close game, maybe two field goal win or a touchdown win for uh, Denver. Okay. Uh, So I got the only W here for the Bills. I guess I'll chime in here with a little bit of why I think that then. I just think the Bills are going to be rolling at this point. Like I said earlier in the schedule breakdown, I had them, I think, four L's out of five games right in the middle. I think they find their groove. Uh, You know, I do like the Denver offense, like you were saying, T, I think. Melvin Gordon's going to be good there. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I think people kind of sleeping on him. I mean, he was one of the guys I wanted the Bills to kind of go for, to be honest, when he was on the on the market. But I don't know. I just think the Bills are a more complete team. I think, you know, it'll be a close one. I do like Locke as an up-and-coming quarterback, but I don't think he's going to take that next step yet like I hope Josh Allen does. And I just think the Bills are going to be rolling. They're going to be feeling themselves at the end of the year, which is exactly what you want, and that's why I have him taking the W. But I just had to, you know, throw my two cents there because I'm in the lone lone ranger there. Um, but moving on to the next week, second and last game of the season, the New England Patriots. We see them again, and I was, uh, I think you guys said W all for the first Pats game, so I think I'm reversed on that. I had them um, L for that first game. I didn't think they could crack the code yet, but then I think we do finally beat the Patriots. We, you know, like I said, I think we're rolling at this point, and I think we. Uh, we finally, you know, get that sweet taste in our mouth and we're right around clutching the division right there. So I, I think we finally get that, that win against the Patriots and take it home. Uh, I have them losing this one. 
um, just because I think we're going to match up pretty evenly against the Patriots. I think we have similar teams as much as people don't like to hear that. Um, and I think we take them when we're home. I think we lose to them when, when uh, we're in their building. And uh, simple as that, I have us losing this one to the Pats at New England. I have a dub. I think that uh, the Bills are going to freaking go for it. I mean, I I could see them if this was the last game of the year where we already clinched the playoffs and we're not going to play our starters. Like, you know, we're going to lose. But, dude, this is this is your year. Like, this is your year to freaking sweep the Pats, to, to literally, like, just sweep them off the freaking AFC East, like, top spot, man. Like, that's almost more important to me than – how far we go in the playoffs is just kind of like destroying the, the, the Pats and the, the rest of the teams in the division and like establishing ourselves as the Patriots were. So I have this chalked up as a win. I think, like I said before, I don't think we take Denver as seriously because we are prepping for the Patriots and I think we're going to go all out and I just think it's going to be a good game. Bill's win. Um, yeah. As fired up as you just got me, I would love to dethrone the Pats I just I, – I will foreshadow, I guess, my Week 17 pick, but I just don't see them going undefeated in the division. Um, uh, so I think they take an L here. And I don't know. I mean, I just Bel- – Belichick at home, it's just so hard to go against him. Um, Pats have had our number all these years. I do think they're pissed off after we do beat them at ho- uh, when we're home. Uh, so I think that they win this Monday nighter in Week 16. Okay, so then moving on to that week seventeen, Trent, you just kind of alluded to your pick. You want to take us into that? Into yeah, I'll just I'll lead us into that last uh, Dolphins game, last last game of the season. Even if we rest our starters, eh, uh, I won't say that. If we rest our starters, we might not win the game. But uh, I, I think if you know we're guns blazing, trying to get hot before the playoffs, I think we uh, go down to my uh, we host Miami. It's going to be you know January third. It's going to be cold. They're not going to come up here and win. Um, we're going to destroy them. Yeah, and I and I think this is, you know, they could rest the stars if we already solidified division, whatever it may be. But this could be the key, you know, we need this win to win the division or something. So, yeah. so I mean, going off that, I'm with you, man. I think they get the W. So that for me, if we're keeping count here, is they round the season off with four straight Ws, five out of the last six, um, going hot into the playoffs. So yeah, I got them with the W against the Dolphins last week. I have them with an L, resting the starters, but. I didn't like the strategy last year. Um, I thought resting their starters against the Jets uh, going into the playoffs was kind of like as bad. Like they didn't play the starters really at all that game. I mean, it may be like a few drives. Like they didn't play like halftime or anything. I think you need to play your starters maybe half the game and then pull them out. But I just thought that them last year – going into the playoffs without like the starters playing that last game entirely. I know I thought there was a disconnect from that, but I, I think this is an L. I think you have to almost look at the Patriots, how they're going to do in the division. And I think the Patriots are going to have one or two stupid losses, either to the jets or to the dolphins. So I, I don't see us having a problem being the top slot on that in the division, basically securing it once we beat the Patriots the week before. I have this as a W just because I don't think that this is going to be a game where we're resting starters. Um, I think, like I said, we're, we're going to be very neck and neck with the Patriots this year. I think this is, might be a game where we win, Patriots lose, we get the division type of game. Um, 
or it, even if we have the division locked up, I think this could be a huge game with the expanded playoff format, making sure that you solidify, um, you know, your, your seating um, and going into wildcard weekend. So I think we're going to, you know, play our starters. I think this game's going to matter in some facet and we're going to beat the dolphins in an easy one. Dolphins are going to be, you know, thinking about the draft at this point. So I think uh, this is a, this is no sweat W for me. Uh, yeah, so we got three W's, one L last week. Uh, I mean, let's just say all right. So that brings me to an 11-5 record. Uh, you guys can say your records that you had there, and then maybe we talk about if we're going to win the division. But, T, what, do you, what, what was your overall there? So I believe that puts me at 10-6. and six. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I've thought this whole time. I, I really think, I mean, you can take in – you can swap a couple games that I said they might lose and, uh, you know, swap them with some of their wins. But I, I think somehow they get to 10-6. and six. Um, I think, you know, I mean, that's a great year. I think as long as you're in the division, I, to be honest, I don't even care about the record. I just want them to win the division and get in the playoffs. Um, like, like Ethan just said, I, I do think week 17, that's, that's kind of sneaky for, uh, with the playoff seedings. Like they're, they're definitely going to gun for it. They're not going to rest their starters. I mean that you can either have a home, you can have two pl- home playoff games or, uh, you know, potentially just have one. So yeah, I, I think. I mean, ten and six. For the, if you tell me the Bills are be ten and six, I'd be ecstatic. You know. Yeah, ba- I mean, back to back ten and six seasons too. That yeah, be. So absolutely. I'll, I'll take that. Also, Ethan, what do you got? Yeah, I also based on my wins and losses here, I have ten and six. Um, and kind of echoing what Trent said, maybe you've flipped some of my games. Uh, the four games I circled here that I have as hard losses are the Chiefs, Seahawks, 49ers, and then at the Patriots. And then my other two losses, you know, I think they could easily be be flopped for a couple of these other wins that I put in there um so I I think 10 and 6 and I think um that's going to be really close to getting you the division I think it's no sweat wild card at least um so you know to me I think the bills are going to be right around that four five seed territory to me um but yeah back back 10 and 6 seasons I'll sign up for that all day every day I'm not like Paladino where I'd rather beat the Patriots twice in a season, then go far in the playoffs, you know, give me the AFC championship all day. Um, but 10 and six, we're in the playoffs division. Not, not sure about that. Um, but I think we'll at least be the five seed if, if we get the wild card. Do you know? Uh, I'm 10 and six as well. Uh, I agree with everything big Abe said uh, with, you know, my hard losses and the couple that I that can definitely flip. Uh, it just shows you how tough the NFC West is going to be this year for sure. But uh, I want to clarify my statements. If you win the division, I'd say that's a win in itself. That's a, a successful season, I should say. But obviously, we want to go far in the playoffs. But like I'm saying, if it if it comes down to it and we lose in the playoffs like we did last year or something, like you could still chalk it up as like a, a, prog- a progression. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be a wild card. I want to win the division and be in the playoffs instead of freaking, uh, you know, not winning the division. Yeah. I mean, I want to, I agree. I want a home playoff game. So, um, all right. So I had him 11 five. I said that before you guys went around, you guys had him 10 and six. I had him with that extra win. Um, I think you guys had maybe like that one vintage bills L where they lose to someone. Maybe they should be, I just had them straight up, I guess, winning that. I think the games they should win. Uh, and then, I mean, real quick, I just wanted to say I think they do win the AFC East. I flip-flop on this, like I said before, the whole offseason. 
um, between Pats and, and, and Bills. As soon as the Pats got Cam Newton, I was you know big on the, all right, Pats are back to the favorites of this division. But I think as the offseason progressed, I do want to say my prediction for the AFC East is the Bills finally do win the division. Dino's happy because we did. Um, but 11-5 with the division um, is ours, is my prediction. Let me ask you guys this. What defines a successful season for the Buffalo Bills? To, to me, see, that I think that's a great question because, like Dino said, I really want, like, obviously every Bills fan wants to win the division, right? We want to take that throne back or, or, I guess, have it for the first time in a while and be the AFC East guys and move forward and hopefully have it. But, I mean, I think it's very obvious, and I think everyone else would agree with me that if we're a wild card team and don't win the division, but, you know, win two playoff games as opposed to one when winning the division, I mean, that has to be a no-brainer. You would rather that. So, to me, is getting to that divisional round, um, I think they – I really do think they have potential to go to the AFC, you know, championship, but it's at least winning, you know, one to two – at least one playoff game. If we don't win one playoff game, I mean, you have to get a progression at some point. You know, we made the playoffs last year. We should have won last year, first of all. And if you can't pull out that W – so, to me, a successful season is winning one playoff game you know, potentially too, but they got to make some noise in the playoffs. Now we're getting to that point in the bills, you know, dynasty or whatever you want to call it is they need to make some noise in the actual playoffs. Yeah. To me, uh, success is first off, like what Sam said, winning that, winning that first playoff game, uh, to, again, I agree. I don't put as much emphasis on the division as much as I love it. Give you that play home playoff game. I'll take a wild card, uh, birth plus a playoff win 10 times out of 10, um, but to me, going beyond that, I think it's moving forward past that first round and then even winning that second round with the caveat um, if you're not playing the Ravens or Chiefs. I think the Ravens and Chiefs are the, you know, the cream of the crop in the AFC. I think you know, it's almost a shoe-in that we're going to see them in the AFC Championship. So if by, you know, I don't know how the seeding is going to work out. If by some means in the divisional round we get matched up with neither of those teams, I think we have we have to also win that game. You know, you know, put your put your foot down, saying, you know, after those two teams, you know, we're we're right there, right after you guys, um, and and we're going to be a, a team going forward that's going to rise to that level of the Ravens and Chiefs. So I think you know, being we're not there yet, uh, being on that echelon with them, but a successful season to me is knocking right at the door and maybe taking them, you know, if we do get matched up against either of those teams in the divisional round, taking them right to the end there and maybe losing by a field goal or something like that. I know it's going to be heartbreaking, but um, that's a successful season to me. Uh, a successful season to me. I know like I just went on that rant, but obviously it's a playoff win, like getting a couple of playoff wins. It's at least one. Uh, obviously that, that'd be the most exciting thing for Bill's mafia going crazy but the way to do that in my opinion the way that we're going to be successful is is going to be out of our hands it's just going to be player longevity just health injuries I think that's that's going to be our main factor we have the talent we have and Josh but I think longevity for players and and just being lucky again and having having less injuries than everybody else is how we're going to get there yeah, I guess to answer my own question, I think I agree with you guys. It has to be a playoff win. Um, I, it, um, Ethan, like you said, I would rather have a wild card win than a division win and then a first round out. Like, 
you can you can keep the division if we're going to lose in the first round. Like I I don't want that. I don't want to lose at home. That would mean we lost at home. Yeah, I think um, your I think your mind's in the wrong spot if you're a Bills fan and you'd rather lose in the first round and win the just division. Just to get the division. Just, yeah. Right. And that that first playoff win, I mean, that's all I see on Twitter is like, you know, the Bills haven't won a, a playoff game in X amount of years. They still haven't won. Josh Allen can't win, whatever. Uh, so I, I think like that would be huge. And at least one win. Obviously, I would like a couple. I mean, you can you can you can argue that they should be contending. I mean, this year, I don't know that they are, but um, you can definitely make the argument. And that that needs to come with that first playoff win for McDermott. All right. So I got another question for you guys. What does Josh Allen need to do to take the Bills to the Super Bowl this year? That we have the expectations. They, they. I mean, I just said it. They are a legitimate, legitimate uh, contender in the AFC, and you know they they could potentially make a push. Let's say hypothetically, what does Josh Allen need to do to bring the Bills to the Super Bowl this season? Uh, Dino, do you want to take this one first? You kind of were jumping at your guns over there again. You had a big cheese and smile on your face. You, it seemed you're hyped up for this. You want to get after it? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it first. Um, <laughs> I know Trent's been, uh, you know, <laughs> he keeps freaking texting me about this subject. Um, but this is pure raw. Uh, I think what, what we need this year from Josh, we have that guy. We have that guy on the outside that we've been begging for, right? We have Stefan Diggs. Uh, we just drafted uh, Gabriel Davis, now John Brown, who established himself last year. We have the weapons. What's he going to do? I've seen those videos on Twitter and Instagram of that deep ball looking really nice. I just think that's the step that he needs to take, his deep ball accuracy, and he just needs to, he just needs to continue to progress the way he has. I mean, last year he took – Big strides, staying in the pocket, hitting passes over the middle, especially with those guys like Cole Beasley and John Brown. But now you have that guy that um, he can create his own separation. He can uh, blow by defenders. He's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Like Josh, this is where people like are, have always questioned Josh's accuracy. This is where he's going to uh, has to step up right there. Just – hitting him when he gets his uh, separation. And lastly, that uh, quote from uh, Cole Beasley that Josh Allen's throwing receivers open, that's, that is what you like to hear, especially from your third-year guy. He's, he's, taking, he's, he's so in the offense, so uh, knowledgeable of everybody's where they're supposed to be that he can just uh, throw people open and he's reading the defense as well. So that's just what I think. I know that's a little more analytical, but – I think that's that's those are the strides that we need to take to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so Josh Allen, man, I mean, if we're going to go to the Super Bowl with this guy, I'll set it straight here. Uh, I've talked about on this podcast before that, you know, I'm not a stack guy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he has to do, you know, has to have this many touchdowns, throw for this many yards, um, whatever it may be, this many interceptions, and that's what's going to make him successful. I, whatever. he He's shown that he can win games without throwing for 300 yards a game. To me, Josh Allen, throughout his entire career and starting this year, I think he he's just an agent of chaos is the what I like to call him. And so for him to be successful and to bring the Bills to the Super Bowl is going to be his leadership, his grit, and his determination to win in those sticky moments. I think that the way that the Bills are going to progress and succeed with Josh Allen at the helm is being able to stay in these games 
you know, grittiness, whatever it may be, say, say the offense isn't really clicking, the defense comes in and makes some few big stops here. And then Josh Allen, the way he gets them to the next round, wins the big game, is making that big play in the fourth quarter. He, he's, you know, shown that he can come back in the fourth quarter. But I think that's how he's going to be successful and this team is going to win, you know, moving forward is him making a clutch play or making a gritty play, grinding for that extra yard, whatever it is. It's not going to be flashy. So he has to be that guy that can be the, the true leader, I think, is, is the way I want to put it. If he's a true leader and he can gain that confidence, that's how the Bills will be the most successful. I don't think it has anything to do with his stats or, or whatever. He's Obviously, those numbers are going to come with whatever he does in this season, and, and they might be better and they might be not. But he's going to have to be a true leader, and he's going to have to rally the troops around, around him because when it comes down to it, man, Everyone on the NFL team, everyone on a football team in general is led by that quarterback. So he's going to show he has to prove and be that guy in order to make them make that leap, you know, far in the playoffs and eventually to the playoff or to the Super Bowl in this scenario. Yeah, in my eyes, the two the two main things that I have written down for this question are consistency and decision making. So, I mean, when you look at any top echelon quarterback in the in the league, Number one, they're consistent. And I think with Josh Allen, like Sam said, you know, last year we saw flashes of great plays. Um, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd grind out for that extra yard. You know, the one play that comes to mind is that bobbled snap in Thanksgiving against the Cowboys where, you know, picks it up and, you know, isn't denied and gets that first down on fourth and one. But then you see a, a lot of bonehead plays, as Sam said, like in the Texans playoff game when he's trying to lateral the ball when he's, you know, um, scrambling out there. I think being a consistent player, you know, going through your progressions and making, and then going on that decision making, right? You look at Brady, um, he's throwing the ball away the second that a defender's in his face, right? I think it's, you know, keep it, not turning the ball over, being a consistent quarterback, and kind of being, you know, cool under pressure, um, maturing a little bit. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I see that Josh Allen needs to, needs to improve on and, and go to the next level if, if we're going to be a true Super Bowl contender. I, I'm, I'm with all – like, I think I have bits and pieces like everything you guys said. I think – I don't think he has to throw for, you know, 35 touchdowns, uh, you know, have a 60 70% completion percentage – because I think I really think the Bills defensively are are there. Like I, I think he just has to improve uh, enough where they're putting more points on the board and not relying on the defense to you know hold the teams to like less than twenty one points or something like that. Like the defense, the the defense needs help from Josh, and they got to put more points on the board. I think um, Ethan, like you were saying, if he can be more consistent, he can move the ball up and down the field and capitalize on drives. Not you know put him on a field goal range because he's taking a, a sack, um, but just get more points on the board. I think, I don't think he needs dramatic improvements. I think he just needs to be, uh, I mean, better than he was obviously last year, but I, I don't think he needs to be a superstar yet. I, I think we've seen a lot of, you know, teams go to the Super Bowl without superstar quarterbacks. And I think the bills have a good enough defense where even if Josh, um, you know, isn't, isn't all-star level, if he just improves, uh, maybe like, I don't know, close to 30 touchdowns would be something. Keep, um, you know, throwing touchdowns would, would probably get them uh, at, least, at least contending seriously. Um, and I, I, I think all the excuses, like you were saying, Dito, are out the door. I, I think if, if he wants to be a franchise quarterback, like this is going to be the year where we start to see those, those major improvements. And, uh, you know, 
I, I do think, you know, he has the potential. He, his ceiling is so high. So yeah. if he starts connecting on those deep balls, if he hits digs in stride and, you know, we're scoring a lot of points, I, I could see them being a Super Bowl contender. For yeah. Sure. Well, the, the only difference between a backup quarterback and a starting quarterback is consistency. And that's going back to what Ethan said. Uh, this is going to be the, the year where, like, no excuses. He's, he's got to prove it. He's got to come out and he's got to be consistent. And I think that's, that's what's going to take us over the top. Yeah, and I also want to chime in here. I like how you know Trent, you brought up completion percentage because that's I think one of the big things that a lot of non-Bills fans will look at. Right? They'll be like, "Dude can't complete his, you know, his his passes." Well, yeah, I would obviously want that to be up because it was kind of I think it was what the lowest in the league out of quarterbacks last year. Around that, you want to see that improve, but. I mean, dude, he doesn't have to be a superstar yet. Like you were saying, Trent, he has the weapons around him now where I think, yeah, he has to improve and prove that he can play with these guys. But when you bring in these other guys around him, more talent that he can work with, if he, if his not, if his completion percentage isn't through the roof and they're still getting W's, that's, that's all that matters. Like, uh, like I said, when I was bringing back to week one against the jets, yeah, I'd like to see him come out of the gates hot and absolutely pummel them. But if they can gritty, you know, be gritty and grind out wins, that's all it matters. And, and, you know, I like how you said he doesn't have to be, you know, an unreal player yet. Yeah. I think, I think he fits Buffalo culture so well. Uh, if you look at all those peers that were drafted, Baker, obviously just big mouth, uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, not really his fault, but the whole mono thing kind of put him on the map and, you know, he's in the spotlight <laughs> for like all that kind of stuff. Uh, Josh really hasn't been on the radar. Like he stays on the radar. He's just a good teammate. Like he gets along well. I don't think that I don't think anyone like doesn't like him on the team. Uh, you know, obviously he probably hears all the slander that he that like every news reporter ever says about him. But like I don't think he really. He's a team guy, and that's what we need a team guy. And we have a team coach and a team GM. And I think that like it, it all works. That's like the trifecta right there. That's that's what makes an organization great is your GM, your coach, and your quarterback. If they're all on the same page and they in your GM and your in your coach completely support them undoubtedly, like that's that's a good team. You know your organization's in a good spot. Okay, I got it. I got a quick question for the for the group here. Uh, other than other than Josh Allen, what Bills player needs to have a huge uh, step up in improvement to his game? for them to be successful, potentially, you know, win the division, win a couple playoff games, get to the Super Bowl. What's the, what's the one player you're targeting, either on offense or defense, that really needs to take his game to the next level this year? Obviously, everybody would say Josh Allen. So other than Josh Allen, who, who do you think is that player? I got, a, I got a sleeper that I think really needs to have a great year. Oh, uh, I think I know, who I know who it's going to be. I think I know you're going to say. I'm <laughs> curious who you guys think. Who? I th- okay, I'll go first with my prediction. Um, Dawson Knoxky. That's not him. That's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was but yes, say. I agree though. <laughs> who do you think, Dino? Uh, I wasn't going to say like it's because he I had a bad year, but uh, Matt Milano. Milano. I mean, listen, all of those guys, both of those guys need a big year. I actually like to Knox now that I think about it. For offense, he probably would be my guy. I'm thinking defensively. I think Ed Oliver needs to have an outstanding oh, yeah. year. <laughs> I, I really think um, I think he showed you know flashes last year, and he has you know so much potential. He was gonna be the number one overall pick if he went out his junior year, I think, um, and then he slid to nine for us uh, when we when we got him. 
Um, but I think he's going to be a leader on that D line. I think that D line has a lot of potential, um, but he's at the forefront of that. And if he has a great year, I mean, if he has like double digit sacks or, you know, if he's getting after the quarterback a multiple, multiple times per game, um, I, I think the bills can have a really good shot at, uh, being su- successful in 2020. All right. I'll, I guess I'll hop in here. Um, I like that pick, by the way. That was going to be, you know, he popped in my head when Ethan asked this question. The reason I'm not going to say him or anyone on the defensive side of the ball is just because I th- obviously our defense was you know good enough last year and the offense is where you know you need as much help as possible and Josh will be the four point of that the focal of that obviously but if we're not going him I'm gonna have to say you know Singletary and I think that I've been talking about running backs for a while and I almost lean Zach Moss here but I just haven't seen enough of him really to throw his name to the to the ring here but I think a good running game I think uh a guys in the backfield that are right there next to Josh, helping him out with the offense, can check it down to him when he's in trouble, can make a block when you know a, a blitz is coming. Because I think yeah. that's one thing that Singletary struggled with last year was picking up the block. So I think he's going to have to step up. And especially coming off the rookie year that Singletary had, he kind of has these high expectations now because he was coming in as an undercover guy that we drafted in like the third round or whatever it was. No one really knew much about him. He had a great year. And so now... I think his expectations are that much higher, but I don't know. I, th- I think he's the guy that has to step up and just in all aspects of his game, he's going to have to carry the workload and kind of take, you know, Moss under his wing. He'll get a little help there, but he's going to have to catch the ball. He's going to have to, you know, pass block. He's going to have to, you know, swing out and go to the check down when, when he knows what time it is for Josh is in trouble. Um, you know, Diggs, Beasley and Brown are obviously going to have to be, you know, standout guys, but I think those guys are already established in the NFL. So that's why I just went here with Singletary. I like having a good guy in the backfield that your quarterback can rely on. And I think if Singletary steps up and makes the offense click that much more, I think it makes Josh that much, much more comfortable. And I think that's how this bill succeed more um, in this, this season in 2020 receiving too. He needs to step up in the receiving game. I think a lot. Yeah. hundred percent. What do you got? Dino? What do you got Dino? All right, uh, mine's going to be a little bit of a wild card. I think Tyler Bass needs to step up. Um, I th- you got to go to special <laughs> teams. one. Hey, no. I like that. Don't forget about special teams. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, you just know, like like with Hosh Money last year, like, dude, in the freaking Cowboys game, he was like doing this on a freaking extra point. He was so not confident. Like For the <laughs> listeners, we, he pointed to his he, – he pounded his chest and pointed up to the, yeah. to the heavens. Um, but no, serious and all seriousness though, like he, he won the job, like he needs to step up. He's got the leg, but we need consistency and that makes or breaks like your drives. If you have a guy that you trust from 50 plus, like you, that that takes half the the pressure off the offense. You only got to get to the 40 yard line. Like, so I think that's like way low key. I don't think a lot of people are going to be thinking of that, but like, I think that's important because your psyche on offense that just affects everything. And having I a guy, having a guy who can kick it and have confidence, like your your money. Yeah, I actually, I that, I'm be honest, I wasn't on my radar. I actually liked that pick a lot, and I actually, real quick, but you know, before Ethan throws in his piece here, I think it's huge that as a rookie coming in with COVID and everything, no fans, that could be huge for him long term. Like his first season in the NFL is going to be with not that in-game pressure. Obviously, everyone's watching from home or whatever, but you don't feel it as much when there's no one in the crowd. Dude, that could be huge from this season and moving yeah. forward just to get yeah. give him some confidence. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I like it. But, Ethan, what do you got here? 
Yeah, all good picks. Uh, nobody took mine. So I kind of echoing Sam on my thought process here. I'm not going to pick someone from the defensive side of the ball just because I think the offense really needs to improve more than the defense needs to improve if we're going to be better than we were last year. Um, but I'm going to stay in the trenches. Like I said, everybody knows I'm a trench guy, and I'm going to go with Cody Ford. Um, I think okay. Cody Ford has to have – a huge step up in his game this year. Um, like we lost uh, John Feliciano to IR, who was a huge uh, part of our O-line, absolute monster. We're, our right side is going to be undoubtedly the question here. We already know that Deion Dawkins is going to lock down that left tackle side. Quinn no. Spain's going to be a solid you know, left guard for us as he was last year. You know, I, mean, you know, I think everybody's confident confident in the job that Mitch Morse is going to do under center here or as a center. Um, but that right side, I mean, we've, I think we have question marks, both at the right guard position filling John Feliciano's absence, but more importantly, uh, right tackle. I know Cody Ford, we drafted him last year uh, in the second round at Oklahoma came in with a lot of hype. I'd say, you know, I think a lot of people were, you know, excited about that draft pick. He was a little shaky out the gate. I know that, uh, Naseki had to come in and kind of take some snaps away from him, and they kind of did almost like a pl- platoon role uh, going into the later half of last year. But I think, man, Cody Ford, he really needs to step up and say, you know, this is my spot. This is my position. Right tackle is going to be uh, – it's going to be my, my position to hold down for the next 10 years alongside Deion Dawkins. You know, he's got to say, look, Brandon Bean, you don't need to find another tackle in the draft this upcoming year. You, We got two young tackles now in Deion Dawkins and Cody Ford that we're going to protect Josh Allen for the next you know, six to seven years on a consistent basis, and this is not going to be uh, a position of issue or something that you got to worry about. Um, like I, We're going through the schedule there, and I think you know half the teams and half the games that we had as losses were because they have a dominant pass rusher. You know, you got Bosa. We got both Bosa's this year. We got, you know, Aaron Donald, um, TJ Watt, TJ Watt, Jadamian Clowney. Um, and then you got the guy, out of, the guy out of the Arizona, Chandler, Chandler Jones, right? Yeah. So we have, we're facing a lot of elite pass rushers this year. Chubb out of Denver is another one that we're going to see. And so I think having that protection for Josh on both tackles is going to be absolutely massive. And then even to Sam's point, bolstering that run game with you know having a Zach Moss come into town he's gonna be running in between the tackles a lot this year opening those holes up for him so that he could be successful is going to be huge so I think you can't overlook this O-line I think that it's definitely because the steps that we made last year and how much improvement we had from the Josh's rookie year that maybe this year people aren't focusing it on as much and just banking on it, you know, being a seamless transition into this year, being just as good as it was last year. But I think, you know, the, the John Feliciano loss is going to be something that we're going to really have to pay attention to. Cause I don't think a lot of, you know, maybe casual football fans understand what he brought to this offense. And then at Cody Ford, I think this is his year to say, this is my spot. Um, and, and that that's kind of my thought process on that pick. Yeah, and then I, I'll hop in here. I want to say I think that's very slept on now that you bring it up because prote- I guess I'll segue into protecting Josh Allen is huge because let's talk about quarterbacks here, right? If Josh Allen goes down, man, I think we're kind of screwed. And this is kind of one thing I want to get your guy, Trent Dino's thoughts on. Um, 
because I know Trent, you know, you're kind of a big Jake Fromm guy, right? They decide to keep him on the roster. Um, I, you know, we did our 53 man roster breakdown last week. Ethan and I both, you know, wanted to send him to the practice squad. Obviously there would have been a risk of another team picking him up, but to Ethan's point, if we're not protecting Josh Allen, he goes down. I think we're pretty screwed because I don't think Barkley can step in there. And then, I mean, I don't know if you think you guys think that, you know, from can step in because all I've been hearing from him is he's not really looking good at the pro level here. His arms looking weak, but I mean, I don't know if Allen goes down and we don't protect this guy, in my opinion, it's not looking great for us for winning a lot of games. Cause I, I don't know if Barkley can be, you know, that second string guy to step in and, and win games, even with the talent we have on the team. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I liked from coming out. I mean, I think uh, his arm is definitely not there yet, but I think the, he's. A, I guess a, the value of the pick, you know, is what we really liked. Right? Yeah. Fifth, fifth round, I thought he was okay. I mean, I I've heard I heard the same things out of you though, or as you did from camp. He just he's looked terrible. Uh, I know a lot of beat reporters were saying he was going to get cut. So I think the only reason why he made the team is like you said, so he doesn't go elsewhere. Um, and sure, I mean, he might have the potential for you know down the road being uh you know our, our second string guy but yeah i mean if something were to happen to josh allen the bills are screwed and uh ethan to go to your original point i mean i, th- I thought cody ford just looked slow last year to be honest I, I didn't think he had a great year at all um you know he, he showed some signs but those those speed rushers on the edge like you, you gotta you gotta get back there with your kick steps and everything and i just i just don't think he has at least from what i saw last year the speed to play right tackle um so we'll we'll see, but that that is absolutely a huge key to the Bills' offense and their success moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if if we're if we're gonna go off how people came out of college, I mean, Barkley had a way better college career than Fromm if, because obviously Fromm has never had a snap in the NFL. But uh, yeah, I honestly thought that pick in the draft was was honestly just to prevent another team from picking them, especially the Patriots. Like going into the season, they didn't know who their quarterback was going to be. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I have a little red flag for that. Uh, you know, I'm knock on wood, nothing happens to Josh. I really don't think that, uh, at, from last year, the last game of the year, Barkley playing, like he's just obviously just not really that competent of a backup. Like he's more of like a couple drives when Josh maybe has a dinger or something, but I don't, I can't see him playing full games. Yeah, he's like a he's like a morale like he's like a morale guy. I feel like I feel like a lot of the guys Locker on the team guy. love him. No, they yeah. don't love him. Yeah, and he, I mean, yeah, and he's you know very outspoken. I mean, his, his best play as a Bill was waving his jacket around to renegade on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, dude, that raises questions as to as good as Bean has been and as how much we love him. We want him to get an extension next. Is that something they missed on in the offseason was getting a competent backup quarterback? I, I know that they love Barkley there, and that's probably why they didn't do that because I feel like Barkley and Allen's relationship is so strong, and, and the coaching staff knows that. And But at some point, it's business, right? And who knows if they should have went out and got Dalton, right? He's down in there in Dallas right now. He's not really a – I don't look at him as a great starting quarterback at all by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a vet that can come in and kind of play that same role like a McCown or something. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It could be something to look at. If, if, if Allen goes down, we're, you know, we're in trouble, boys. Yeah, they, yeah, you usually say that third year, man, like that's like your make or break year, right? Uh, so going into this year, like – yeah, going into that third year, that's just your make or break year. And, I, and to your point, Apes, like – uh, I totally agree. Like, but then again, you don't want him having to look over his shoulder for every play. You know what I mean? Like, especially in this year when it's like, all right, it, he's either got it or he doesn't this year. You know, you want him to have that full confidence. Like, oh, I don't have to look over my shoulder. 
But I would say next year is like the um, Mitch Trubisky year. Like if he doesn't have a good year, yeah, bring in somebody who's who's probably like a, a well-known backup or like a, a guy who's who's been a starter before, and then maybe have a comp- quarterback competition. But you know, I fully expect Josh to have a good year. But I think this. This and especially having the relationship, you don't want to break that relationship up. Like Barkley is almost like a mentor to Josh, and I don't know, know Barkley how old he is, but he's been around the league. He's been in the you know had a good college career. He knows his shit. I mean his stuff. <laughs> so um, yeah, I honestly next year would be the year I would bring in a guy like that if if that really if we it's necessary. But I I fully think that barring injury, this year will be pretty good. Yeah, let's hope we don't have to even bring up this conversation. But. Yeah. All right, well, I think that pretty much does it. We went over literally every nook and cranny that we could have, I think, for this season with the schedule, different aspects of the Bills, what we're looking forward to, uh, where we think that you know we can improve on. So I think that was a pretty solid preview. I mean, I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up for the season to start. It's been a long, long summer, boys, but it looks like football at least is starting right on track. I'm praying that you know it stays that way the whole time. but. With that being said, Dino, T-Bone, thank you guys so much for coming on and breaking this whole thing down. Um, like I said, Trent, first recurring guest. So, you know, tip of the cap to him for coming on and, and you know, chopping it up with the boys. But we'll definitely have you guys on again. And um, hopefully we can keep, you know, doing some more collabs. But with that being said, thanks, boys, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hey, thanks for having us. I had a great time, man. All right. Thanks so much to Dino and uh, Trent there for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really dug deep into a lot of lot of Bills talk there. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we're all pretty jacked up for this season. So we really, really appreciate them coming on. And, uh, hey, I guess we'll see you uh, after after the Bills' first game, uh, regular season. It's crazy to say, but we're here to, here to stay. And we'll see you after their game one against the Jets, hopefully coming out 1-0. But with that being said, everybody have a great week. Go Bills. Go Sabres. And We'll see you next Tuesday. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'ma spend this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad bitch in the friend zone. This shit sound like an intro jet song. Give me that tempo. Told Pooh he'll fool with the shit. Told her don't let her friends know. In the Ville and I move like a dime. Even Pettuccini or Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre-rolls. Dark hair bitch, and she look like she go. She do. Hometown hero, feeling myself, can't murder my ego. She heard of my deep stroke. She said, babe, does it hurt when I deep throw? It does. Certified free hoe, hang around us, and she learning my lingo. Back then, was a word.